You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Biggest Bad Boys of Podcasting with DJ Impact. And I've got Matt Michael, Sin City Steve, and Rob Bossleri with us. And welcome everyone to Wrestling Talk. So we going to sit and talk about what happened this uh, past week in wrestling. Feel free to jump in with whatever chats you want to put in. We're live here on Facebook Live, on Twitch, and on YouTube. So. With that, fellas, uh, it's good to see you. Let's get right into our uh, our first segment, which is Too Sweet for the Week. Sin City Steve, what did you have for this week? All right, so the AEW Continental Classic Tournament is in full swing. Uh, you know, just as New Japan's G1 Climax Tournament always brings out the... the it's, it's pretty well known for the high work rate the uh, the quality of matches are through the roof, um, and AEW is taking that template and they're using the same the same template on the Continental Classic tournament. Um, just this week, Moxley versus Roosh, Garcia Danielson, Andrade Danielson that we'll talk about later on in the show. Um, Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal have unfortunately been numerically eliminated from winning the Gold League. Uh, both of these guys went out; they had solid matches this week. Uh, Briscoe losing to Swerve Strickland in a match that had a lot of drama revolving around, uh, you know, the the pending elimination and uh, showcased both guys in this match. Um, obviously, Briscoe being a huge favorite um, and his back was against the wall. Strickland did prove too much in the match, uh, getting the win in about 16 minutes. Um, elsewhere, Jay White eliminated Jay Lethal in the Battle of the Jays. Um, and it was, a, it was a solid back and forth match all the way until the very end. Uh, the actual pin came in a reverse roll-up attempt. Uh, the match was just smooth. These guys have good chemistry and that was definitely on display. Uh, also too sweet to Ben Mankiewicz from Turner classic movies, uh, for providing the introduction for timeless Tony storm. Um, honestly, it's bra- it's good brand synergy getting someone from a WBD property to, you know, interact with your show. That's something that I would like to see more of. Perfect. Thank you much there. Rob, what did you got for this past week? Daddy's back. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I love when Randy Orton, it's always pornographic. Um, I love seeing him come back. They have the tag team champion of the tag team match with E excuse me, L.A. Knight, which ended up really good. Uh, I like showcasing the two top guys in the promotion. We had multiple, um, we had, a, you know, multiple stuff going on with um, um, CM Punk. 
CM Punk cut, cutting good promos, talking about how it's rude to punch somebody behind stage. We had really good <laughs> promos there uh, for the salute to the troops. A uh, lot of work with damage control, uh, which is, could bear fruit, could bear fruit. Uh, I, I was really enjoying watching all these tiny little women and then Bailey, who was like gigantic in this in this team of little women. Uh, that was very entertaining. Uh, speaking of women, Nick Wayne's mom. Uh, gotta love Nick Wayne's mom. Now she's full in now. I, I just want to know how many bumps she's taken this week from Christian as he goes full on in with his patriarchy thing. And, and then Miro going and... My father guts boar. My, my, my father kills more bare hands and then my mother guts it. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going, this is this is what I've been waiting for. This god-awful hokey Russian tropes. Give me full blast. Instead, I get, you know, CJ Perry. I wanted Lana, I got CJ Perry. But it was entertaining to see Miro starting to come back, and we're starting to get some entertaining long-term storytelling here and there from aew so hopefully that becomes a thing and they build on that all right no doubt <clears throat> let's go over to yes, you pumps. <laughs> at michaels what you got uh you know jay uso seth rollins on raw was a really solid match uh you're doing something with drew mcintyre by making him a heel so keep that up let's see where that goes um uh, but really, uh, the Dominic versus Dragon Lee match to kick off uh, Deadline was fabulous. Dragon Lee is a fucking star in the making. Uh, it, it, I don't know how everyone kind of dropped the ball with him and put some of the other guys ahead of him in the you know in that that line. So uh, he's just f fantastic. Dominic looked fucking solid as a heel who really put over without any shenanigans in the match it's it's mind-blowing um the uh women's iron survivor challenge blair davenport winning that was a, a nice little thing uh, i think her uh you know going for the championship should be an interesting story uh but dragon off versus corbin was a solid match corbin in a main event was mind-blowing to say the least to see that guy in a main event just strange <laughs> uh but you know with dragon uh you know he was able to elevate the the thing uh but that match should not have been the main event because trick williams is so fucking over that when he won that match and the, the way the crowd reacted that should have been your your final match there and then you should have had a stare down from the ring to the ramp with Dragunov up there. That would have been the perfect way to do the close. But, uh, yeah, just, just some good stuff this week. No doubt. All right. Our next segment, where's the love? There's some uh, talent out there that needs some. So let's see what you guys think. All right. I'll go to you, Rob. Where's the love? Um, well, we we do have uh Wardlow who's back and he squashes people. 
<laughs> and I don't know what we're building towards. And he's got a he's angry with MJF, but we're light years away from him being elevated to any position by which he's going to wrestle in a you know for the belt. So he's never gonna go for the triple B anytime soon. So I don't know quite what they're doing with him. Uh my other question is Abaddon. I kind of confused as to why she's going for a mid-card belt. I'd rather see her go against Tony Storm, and then they could do a horror movie versus a 1940s movie. I think that would be way, way more interesting because Tony Storm is not his babyface now. So to have Abaddon come through in the black and white and come out of a swamp or a pit or some crap, uh, I think that would be better. I, I don't quite like dark brooding versus dark and brooding. I think they're, they're misusing her. Um... And uh, I, I, I got to say, with uh, everything that's happening right now, I, I don't think that we're going to have a lot of love for uh, damage control because I don't think they're going to be able to really feud with anybody. They're, they're a unit, and I don't want to do all women, but they're a unit, and they're good, and they're cohesive. But I, I, I kind of feel like uh, we'll talk about this later. They might not have a main opponent right now especially with what happened with charlotte flair it might be difficult for them for some long-term storytelling uh to have a, a a somebody outside of bianca belair as a faction for them to feud against um so i'm concerned about what's going to happen there and also where's the love for la knight who might be dwarfed soon by the emergence of two bigger stars gotcha man all right let me go over to you matt michael where's the love uh, I gotta give, uh, I gotta give some, uh, love to, uh, Mark Briscoe. Uh, you know, this, <laughs> first of all, Swerve and, uh, and Mark, uh, you should have put those two in the separate brackets. That should have been your final. Make one of those guys. Savage make match. Them. Make them. But, you know, that that's the whole thing. You know we're gonna get we're gonna get two people that we've seen before that who gives a shit you know it's gonna be you know Moxley versus fucking Danielson or something who fucking cares? Uh, but Briscoe going with no fucking wins in this is a travesty. Mm. You're you're fucking you're you're fucking a guy who could be your star, um, and uh, and good for him for calling out. <laughs> the WWE for them boys and uh, then the internet losing its fucking mind about it and him just having to go hey everyone fucking settled out <laughs> yeah you know it's just it's you know I'm just making an observation here like fuck off man <laughs> it's cool so yeah. but uh, Mark doesn't get enough uh, you know elevate him make him your ring of honor uh, fucking focus what you know something give him something and kiana james man that cage match with roxanne was wonderful and uh she needs to get a little bit more of a push because she's got everything in place and uh could be you know someone who could come up and uh, uh wrestle damage control apparently ah all right sensity steve what you got man where's the love all right, so where is the love for Roosh? You know, it's it's great that he's in the Continental Classic Tournament. Um, he's gotten one win so far, and that just so happens to be over Mark Briscoe. Um, and 
for those of you uh, listening to the show, not watching the show, the entire time that Matt Michaels was speaking about Mark Frisco, I was shaking my head feverishly. Yes, uh, because, yeah, he is somebody that Agreed. they really do need to build that that Ring of Honor brand around. Um, but uh, going back to, to Roosh, you know, he has gotten one win in the tournament. And to be honest, I fear that that's probably all that he's going to get in the tournament. Um, he, he This guy brings an intensity. He brings a fire that very few others on the roster do. Um, it, it translates extremely well to TV. And, you know, he really does need to be more uh, featured much more prominently. Uh, give him the international title. Um, I know that obviously Orange Cassidy's got it right now. Uh, he's doing his thing, whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, how many times can Orange Cassidy hold that title? What else can he do with that title? It seems to me that, you know, we've, we've kind of reached a, a, a ceiling with him at that. Um, yeah, honestly, Roosh Moxley, they had a very, very intense matchup this week. Um, Mox ended up getting the win after the Bulldog choke in about 15 minutes. But yeah, dude, Roosh, do the subtitled promos. Have something for this guy rather than just being fodder for the tournament. Yeah. Let's see what happens, man, going forward. All right. Next, this week's WTF. Was there any? Matt Michaels, was there any WTFs you saw this week? Uh, well, I watched AEW, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, first off, uh, Hangman Page talking. Just what the fuck? Can we can we just, you know, Swerve should have ripped his tongue out. That would have fucking helped. Instead of drinking his the blood of for Hangman Page, he should have just Swerve should have ripped his tongue out and ate his tongue, and then that would have been much better. Um, so MJF then comes in, saves the segment by by saying how fucking awful Hangman is as a promo. And Hangman leaves. And this feels really nice until that <laughs> motherfucker comes right back in and now is talking with MJF and brings down an MJF segment. Like, how the fuck do you do that? That was just ridiculous. This guy needs to fucking go. Mm-hmm. Send him to fucking New Japan. Put him under a mask. Call him, <laughs> I don't know, fucking <laughs> Silver Tonto or something. Who fuck? <laughs> Uh, I disagree. Ben Mankiewicz, uh, man, you know, Steve, here's the problem. It's Turner classic fucking movies. Your 19 or 18 to 49 demographic doesn't, do they watch that fucking channel at all? No, of course not. Of course Who not. The fuck is Ben Mankiewicz and who's turning into that because he's on their fucking show. So wrong product. Uh, Tony Kondo probably is you know, getting to hang out with Ben Mankiewicz. So that's a good thing. Uh, El Rio came back to no reaction because no one remembers she was, quote unquote, the first women's champion. So who fucking cares about Rio? And uh, that main event on Dynamite, oh my God, Hogan versus Savage 96 was amazing. Jesus Christ, main <laughs> event. Oh my god, Edge versus Christian, and who fucking cares? And can we please kill Adam Copeland match? Oh my lord. 
Let's go over to Sin City. Steve, did you find any WTFs this week? Of course I did. Um, you know, it, it, the thing is, uh, I, I really wish that I could sit here and say that I disagreed with absolutely everything you said, Michaels, but I don't. I just don't. So it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's being objective and being able to st- take a step back and point out flaws of the product. So, um, you know, MJF and Samoa Joe were supposed to face two of the devil's goons this week on Dynamite. Uh, that didn't happen because MJF was laid out by a glass bottle. <laughs> Previously, mind you, Anthony Bowens was thrown through a plate glass window. We all know about the interaction that occurred when uh, someone wanted to use real glass in an angle. Right. So help me God. And I can't believe I'm going to say this. If this is Jungle Boy under the fucking devil mask, I'm done with AEW and just going on like a hiatus. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, it, it, Mark it. I it, so here's the thing, and I, I'm it's it's crazy, man. Like I I will at least take a step back from the, the from the pro- product and probably not watch it for a month, um, which is substantial. Um, I, they have things lined up for them, and if they're not choosing to go down certain directions. My God. Um, elsewhere, Sky Blue with an AEW women's title match against Tony Storm. Who the fuck has she beaten in the last month? <laughs> you know, I, I liked it when uh, when it looked like we were getting a character shift for Sky Blue. Now it looks like that got dropped completely. Um, and then the finish to the fucking match. Sky Blue's shoulders were not on the mat. They were on Tony Storm's thighs and the ref still counted to fucking three. Oh, and yeah, Riho's back for her yearly two-month stint where she comes back, challenges for the title, and loses before leaving the show again. Great. What the fuck? Gotcha. All right, Rob, is, did you find any WTFs this week at all? Uh, I mean, the worst thing you could say about WWE was maybe some spots on Raw were kind of maybe boring at worst here and there. But no, it's, it's AEW. It's, you know, Adam <laughs> Copeland lost to some house mom. You know, that's, I, I don't know why we, when I, I said, wait a minute, oh, please, is, is it going to be Luchasaurus? No, it's going to be Nick Wayne's fucking mom. And, and to my recollection, was Nick Wayne even there? No. So what, I don't know why you, you wouldn't keep your head on a, you don't even need to keep your head on a swivel for that one. I said it earlier, why is Abaddon wrestling for a mid-belt uh, she can't speak, so they tried to have her cut a promo and say a couple of words, and it sounds like she's gargling shit water. Uh, yeah, she's, she's better than Hangman Page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's yeah. And then yeah, you're right. MJF did try to save that, but MJF got taken out with a with a sugar beer bottle as well, uh, and he was on the ground clutching his head. And 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 I'm kind of annoyed with this thing that Samoa Joe has to babysit him all the time. Uh, that's getting really obnoxious because it's we're not going to have this motherfucker wrestle for what a month and a half. When is that next pay per view for the remain for until that pay per view? He's not going to do anything. He's just going to be in wrestling gear. Why is he in wrestling gear all the time if he's just going to be taken out? I don't know how <laughs> much you have to watch him pants anymore. He's in full in gear, weeks. but he doesn't wrestle. MJF. He's he's, he's suited up, but and pay per views uh, in three weeks. Pay per views in three weeks. 
three weeks. So for three weeks, I have to watch him be dressed up and not wrestle. Yeah. And all of these matches for this uh, championship, for this classic, there's no storyline attached to any of them. So it's going nowhere. Once whoever wins, everybody else goes back to doing nothing. That's my big what the fuck. Everybody goes back to doing absolutely <laughs> jack shit. No storylines have been developed from this whatsoever. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, it's time for our next segment. Segment. That's what everyone is looking out for. All right. Sin City, man, what you excited uh, to see? All right. So Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danielson was fucking great. Probably one of the best matches in the Continental Classic Tournament. The only problem is it was on fucking Rampage. <laughs> and maybe 200,000 people saw it. And, you know. This is Rampage, baby. This is Rampage, baby. Um, at, least, at least six people got to see it live. I guess. <laughs> um, but in, in all seriousness, I mean, you know, Daniel Garcia is somebody else who has not won a match in this tournament. Um, hopefully they are going to go somewhere with this and using this to, to at least do something with his character, um, paying attention to, you know, what he was emoting after the match and, and how he was behaving. It looks like as if he's starting to get more and more serious. So yeah, I've, I've been a big proponent of Daniel Garcia for quite some time. I think he's great in the ring. Um, I really do want to see where they go from here. Hopefully they have him hit rock bottom and just leave his alliance with, you know, Menard and Parker go off on his own, let him be his own thing and, you know, actually build that character up from nothing. Um, and then also I really do want to know where the fuck we go from, from here with Brian Danielson, um, Brian Danielson, um, the match with Andrade on collision, so here's the thing. This actually could have gone in the WTF segment as well. You know, we've seen barbed wire, skewers, glass, so much more on AEW TV, but the barbarism in that match was pretty fucking crazy. He came to the ring with the eye patch on his head. Obviously, Andrade ripped it off. I, he ripped it off and then, you know, did the offense, punching the, the orbital bone area, jammed a fucking thumb into it. Like... It, it even it even um, cut open his surgical scars. So yeah, I, what the fuck are we doing with Brian Danielson? Where do we go from here? Can he even make it to Wrestle Kingdom in a month? Who wow. knows? All right, uh, Rob, what you excited for, man? Um, I want to see the vacuum that's going to be filled uh, with um, with uh, Charlotte Flair out. With Charlotte Flair out, that's going to, I think that's going to create a vacuum. Everyone's saying there's going to be Sasha Banks who comes back. Um, I don't know. I don't like, I don't think they, you know, they left her with a good taste in her mouth. I, again, want to see our good friend Jade Cargill step into that fucking Ooh, void. Christ. I will, I will, two machine guns on that hill. You, you need a big, strong black woman, uh, part two to 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 fill that but we know we do have a we do have a spot open now um and i'm also interested to see where we're going to go with nick aldis i i i want to get him in the ring and it looks like they they gave you another avenue with him and and, and randy orton 
Randy Orton goes, here's another $50,000 so I could kick your ass in the future. I, I, I want to see, because I think this, this is the only way that they can bring Nick Aldis into a WWE ring is to plant the, you know, the breadcrumbs of, uh, you know, little seeds of violence here, here little seeds of like animosity between people. So I, I'm hoping that we get some Nick Aldis ring action uh, before WrestleMania mm-hmm. in some capacity. Um, yeah, that's, that's what's on uh, my mind. As far as Raw goes, I would like to see if we're going to go full heel, with Drew McIntyre, bring him into Judgment Day, perhaps. Find an avenue where he goes, you know what, you've been right all along. Uh, right all along. Uh, this has been the best pathway for me. Uh, and, and open up the faction a little bit and and have him, uh, you know, be a, uh, a contentious member out there. Yeah. All right. Let's go over to you, Mr. Matt Michaels. What are you excited for? Uh, don't be surprised if Drew becomes part of the you know becomes a leader of judgment day and yes i'm saying priest, and priest is you know turned face um you know kind of kicked out of it so we'll see um uh looking out for uh cora jade and what they're gonna do with her now that she's back uh that should be interesting uh rob actually kind of hit on this and that is i'm on the lookout to see what happens with la knight fitting in uh, because of the fact um, that uh, L.A. Knight is now got to contend with CM Punk and uh, Cody, uh, so uh, and there you go. You you had to say not to mention Punk, and uh, there we go. Punk uh, <laughs> ding dong not being mentioned because of this fact that la Knight is you know at the top and now you got two guys who are obviously trying to position themselves for wrestlemania top spots so he looked like a little kid next to randy orton who la Knight? Uh, la Knight. when they did the poses on the ring his pose was even weaker <laughs> well uh, listen randy has done enough steroids in his fucking life to make anyone look like a little child so <laughs> I mean, forgot to. You know what? Immediately, the night looked like me. Put, put, uh, put, put the uh, damage control against uh, Randy Orton. There you go. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to see little kids? Uh, but you know what? I I am looking forward to AEW coming to Henderson because it's close, and uh, and they're <laughs> going to be giving away tickets. You know that they're going to fucking have to give away fucking tickets. On the Saturday before the Super Bowl, <laughs> it's inevitable that this is going to be a Tony Khan. Uh, oh, we sold uh, twenty nine thousand tickets for a three thousand seat venue. Uh, no, is this where the Silver Knights play? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, Dollar Loan Center. Yeah, it's uh, capacity. It's got a. It's got a capacity of like six thousand. Right, you should be able to fill that up. FSW is considering trying to figure out how to make that work to run that for their anniversary show for the 15th anniversary. And the thing is, is that if your local independent wrestling company is thinking about running that place and you book it and you're a national fucking company, something's not going right. But I guess, you know what, it's only fitting that Tony Khan is running a building that hosts a professional lacrosse team. 
<laughs> oh man, Jesus! Well, We're in that. sunny Henderson, Nevada. <laughs> right? You see over there? That's Las Vegas over there. It's it's close. Hey man, hey, you just go across the street to Green Valley Ranch and gamble. <laughs> True that. All right, y'all. Best in show. All right. Oh my God. Uh, best in show. Let's uh, let's go over to you, Rob. Out of all the shows you saw this week, who do you give the uh, the up to? Uh, we're gonna go with SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, tribute to the Trip Six, part for the fact that uh, Cody Rhodes promoted a John Cena video package, which I thought was pretty dumb. <laughs> Made Cody Rhodes look stupid. We couldn't afford John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> here's this john cena video anyway, it's not that they couldn't afford him the guy's going back to work because the strike's over no i get that it was just funny uh but no they did a good job they were good matches they turned people face that should have gone face a long time ago hopefully they make that stick with bobby lashley uh where you know he did his little tribute and then montel did his uh, as well it was great uh damage control they've got you know momentum going on uh the the match at the end was exciting it was the good way to use uh uh la knight and randy orton uh they elevated each other it wasn't one person just putting the uh, the other one over uh they they kind of piggybacked off one another and there was a lot of energy going on and then of course you have a cm punk promo and it was one of his cleaner promos but he still snuck in jabs and jibes and and mentioned, you know, you know, it's rude to punch somebody in the face behind <laughs> backstage. So it was entertaining. It did it did the job it needed to do, um, without having to have uh, a guy in a turtleneck win because some kid's soccer mom interrupted in the match. But it was all in all in all uh, pretty good. I'd give it like a solid A minus. All right, I yield my time back to the floor. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't we go over to you, Matt Michaels? Uh, what was best in show? Well, one of the best in show was seeing Edge get his ass kicked by a soccer mom. That was great. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that that was that was wonderful. Um, no, you know, uh, I think the uh, tribute to the troops was great, uh, but uh, it just proves that CM Punk is still a boring fucking promo. The guy just does not know how to put energy into the promo. He just fucking, he just says shit. And it's like, then he smirks and makes his little fucking fill face. And it's like, dude, between him and Edge, I just want to fucking punch some people. You know, it's just like, fuck, dude, just so annoying. Um, But Deadline by far was a fantastic uh, show. Um, You know, it, it really goes to show when you look at what they what they can do and they're not the a team they're not the b team they're the c team it looks like they're the fucking a team meaning that's what AEW needs to strive to be doing right it doesn't have to necessarily be amazing storytelling but it has to look like you should be watching this you should get excited that this product is 
fucking hip. It, it, it was four years ago a big deal. And, you know, I think we're going to talk. But, about dude, they that. have minivans. <laughs> who? Who? Uh, AEW? NXT. I don't see any white minivans on NXT. Oh, well, you know, that's. <laughs> That's because the uh, the minivan budget, you know, is taken, uh, you know, by uh, uh, the other Pepsi company. Phil. Yeah, Pepsi. Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. Um, Sin City, man. Who do you give the best show to this past week? Uh, for me, it was AEW Collision. Um, the the show was bookended by two great entering matches. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castagnoli, uh, those two guys just bring out the best in each other. They always have. And this week's match was no exception. I know that I know that your reaction is what it is, Michaels. I get oh, no, I, I'm sorry. I was la- I was laughing at Travis saying punch them backstage <laughs> to, <laughs> to Phil and, and Copeland. <laughs> And, you know, the, that match was good. Also, obviously, I already mentioned Andrade and Danielson. Uh, Omega and Ethan Page was also very, very good. Uh, Ethan Page uh, spent some time away from the show working on his physique. It definitely shows he's in the best shape of his life and put on a great match with Kenny Omega. And also, it didn't have, you know, Adam Copeland and uh, Christian Cage in the main event. Mm-hmm. So that, that, was, uh, that was bonus points for it right there. Um, yeah, I just – I'm not into that storyline. It's It's been an absolute wet fart, and <clears throat> hopefully it can just somehow find a way a to get better fart. from here, but I doubt it. <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's that kind of fart that happens when you're, like, just before you die, as you as you lose <laughs> consciousness, you're shit your pants. Well, That's there you go. Much, so yeah. you're, you're talking about a CM Punk fart. Yeah. <laughs> basically it's it's the cult of personality (laughs) and and travis is right you know they do have their white minivans it's an nxt and it's in that parking lot which is the most dangerous parking lot on the planet absolutely (laughs) all right well when sue signs with nxt then i'll be impressed (laughs) oh god oh man man well guys we uh we did it um, we want to thank everybody for hanging out and uh, watch, um, you know, watching and responding to our wrestling talk. Next up, though, is going to be three counts, so you got to make sure you are following us. Subscribe to one of our um, platforms. Hey, hey! Shout out to John Hobson. John Hobson, we need more security in this clubhouse. We got to keep guys like you out saying our truth is best than show you little jimmies. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to uh for john popping in uh and the old school tv that old like fucking 1990s crt tv in the, the clubhouse the the lcd with a, a back or something yeah that was fucking great. <laughs> god damn he's so fucking entertaining yeah absolutely uh next up though for three count we're going to be uh discussing Tony Khan didn't stop Kevin Sullivan from being let go. Oh, what happened there? We're going to talk about that. Did the shock master come back? (laughs) (laughs) Not even the dungeon of doom could have saved him, huh? Mm. TNA teens with endeavor for new streaming service. 
Got to talk about that. And of are course, we, are we talking tits and ass? Oh boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Puppies! <laughs> and of course, that Charlotte Flair uh, condition or the uh, what appears to be a uh, scary accident this past SmackDown. We'll talk about that too. Make sure you guys jump back on, or if you're just downloading the podcast, this will be released on Tuesday. We appreciate you always for hanging out. If only she would have drank a uh, Ric Flair energy drink, she would have made it through that match without her. (laughs) (laughs) She's not allowed to. (laughs) If she drinks a goddamn drink, you fire her ass. (laughs) Oh, God. awesome. All right, John. We'll see y'all. Take care. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.